0: Hello.
1: to share your heritage or traditions.
0: If you love any of these things, you can go beyond listening and join our weekly podcast group. Simply email pbaafc at gmail.com and put your name in the subject line. Powered by Age is sponsored by the Government of Canada, New Horizons Grant, the 411 Senior Center Society, and G&F Financial Group. Okay, hello and welcome to Powered by Age, Canada's longest-running podcast created by and supported by older people. And today is our 100th episode. And I'm Charlotte Farrell, the host, and I want to thank you for joining us as a Zooming podcast creation program. And I want to give our land acknowledgement. I respectfully acknowledge that our work takes place on the traditional unceded homeland of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. And we also acknowledge that support for this program comes from the 411 Senior Center, the Government of Canada New Horizons Grant and GNF Financial. Uh, You're going to be Today, we have a program that's going to start with uh, some cameo greetings by some of our co- collaborators and supporters, the first of whom will be Marion Polak, who is the fearless leader, <laughs> board chair of the 411 Senior Center, a tireless advocate for seniors, and one of the people who, uh, at the time that the director of the 411 Center, Leslie Raymond, was looking for a way to connect seniors to technology, Marion was working on ending some of the digital divide issues that seniors share. So this podcast has been one of our ways of breaking the digital divide because we've had ways that people have learned how to get on Zoom. We have 16 people that got certified through this program uh, as peer leaders who either helped another person get on Zoom, helped them to with a presentation, and now we have another level where we've got some people that appear ambassadors. We'll be telling you more about that. But I'm going to start off our greetings by collaborators and supporters with Miriam Pollock.
3: Thank you very much. Unfortunately I have to leave early because I have I get to see somebody in real life later on today and I'm very excited about that. I don't know if, if it's a happy birthday or a happy anniversary but I, I, w- I was thinking of singing happy birthday then I thought Oh my God, everyone will, will hang up, <laughs> will leave the podcast. So I decided not to do that. When we were talking about doing a podcast in 411, very few of us, including me, knew what a podcast was. And throughout the whole period of the podcast, we've been surprised because it's, it has shown what we at 411 have been talking about that seniors are diverse, that we're creative. That we want to have fun, and that we have that we can learn, and that we have numerous ways of, of expressing ourselves that were vital, and that we still have really important ideas. And I think that the the podcast has shown that to not only the board and staff and members of 411, but to people from coast to coast to coast, it's shown that as seniors, we can create, we can have fun, we can learn. We can talk about our experiences, and we can help build a better world for ourselves and for other seniors. And that really is a gift. It challenges the myths of ageism that all of us feel, you know, see or feel on a regular basis. It presents this view of seniors as not people who have to be cared for, but as vital, fun-loving poets, writers, storytellers, activists, and so on and so forth. And all that's important. I think that a lot of the credit for the podcast has to go to Charlotte, and I really, on behalf of the 411 staff and board, I really want to thank her for her tireless work and her tireless advocacy. And you know, onwards and upwards to another hundred podcasts. So thank you very much, and on behalf of four, you know, the 411 Senior Center. I also I really do want to, you know, congratulate this this podcast. And also just on a totally different issue, if you're a low income senior and you need to get your income tax done for free, make your way down to the 411 senior center. Anyways, I think that this has been a wonderful learning experience for me, a wonderful experience for listeners. And so thank you very much.
0: Thank you for your tireless support, Marion. There have been some times that the board has used our podcast for a roundtable discussion around particular issues. We had one on uh, senior housing. We had one on long-term care. We did one on the digital divide. And uh, at election time in both years, uh, Marion had a group where we had a panel that talked about what are the issues that we should be bringing to our representatives. And through the 411 Center, something that has helped more people to get on the podcast. We've had people literally in tears that have said they wanted to get on, but they didn't have a phone. They didn't have the bandwidth. And so Marion, along with uh, David Handelman and other people from 411, asked each one of the uh, telecommunication providers to offer a special plan for seniors. And TELUS was the one that Uh, agreed and has begun making it possible for people to either trade in and get a phone that is a smartphone and as well has offered a plan where people can get high-speed internet within their home or apartment. So those are things that many of the people that are within this group, we have people that have been part of legislation around voting rights, uh, legislation around women's rights, gender rights, etc. So I'm going to ask one of our other people, the person that is co-hosting with me today and who's been a tech person getting us posted to each of the platforms each week, Jesse Wintloff is going to give an announcement for CJSF and I'll turn it over to him.
4: Thanks, Arlette. As Charlotte said, I'm Jesse Wentzloff, the Public Affairs and Talk Coordinator for CJSF 90.1 FM, which is SFU's campus community radio station. And also, as Charlotte mentioned, I help with the technical side of things here on the podcast. Over the last two years, I've been fortunate enough to witness the phenomenal community building work that the Powered by Age podcast has been able to achieve. As a station at CJSF, our motto is DIY. A Double Initialism for Do-It-Yourself and also Diverse, Independent, and Yours. And these podcasters have really embodied both of those philosophies in your work. Just diving headfirst into the world of online remote podcasting, learning how to do it all and figuring out a way to share your work with each other and the world has been really inspiring. But what has been really, really interesting to me and really encouraging out of this is, has been watching you all build this vibrant community of uh, artists and activists and authors and other admirable people, just all getting together on a regular basis and supporting each other and sharing your work with each other. So on behalf of CJSF, I'd like to congratulate the podcast on 100 episodes and thank you all for letting us share your voices on our radio station, as well as with the rest of the world through the podcast.
0: Thank you so much, Jesse, for being with us, helping to, you know, when I first started as a volunteer with uh, CGSF, I went through the training program, which some members of our group are now going through, but the training was if you volunteered, you could get trained for what you wanted to do. And I wanted to be a show host. So a lot of the skills that I had and uh, confidence in doing the hosting for 411 was because I was first enabled, encouraged by Jesse, Robin, and other people at CJSF to take on doing an hour show. We have occasionally had some of the Powered by Age programs in my Speak Up, Listen Up, Act Upon show. And uh, it answered the question when we talked about maybe people said maybe a couple of times a month or maybe every other month you could have uh, a program with older people, older voices. Well, every... Friday for the past two months, we have put the Powered by AIDS show in. I've gotten a lot of emails and calls from people who say how much they liked it and say, wow, those people know a lot, as if (laughs) they didn't know. But that's one of the goals for this podcast. When we began the process that the 411 Center had was that uh, myself and another person who had been involved in our initial podcast which was a class, uh, was to go to different senior centers and invite invite people to ask them, what were the things that they did not like about the perception of older people? And everyone had a laundry list of things that they thought were negative about the way people perceive older people. And then we said, what would you like to change? And if you're willing to take part in an activity that changes the perception that people have, changes the profile, Uh, that they have for older people, uh, sign your name. And there were 44 people who signed up to do that. And then we had 20 things that people listed that they wanted to see us address. Among those 20 things, we covered those. And so now we're coming back around beyond talking about housing issues, income issues, um, many other disparity issues. We have people creating what do they do? Last week, we had as a guest um, Yoshimi, who's here today, uh, talking about the bias, ways that people have broken the bias against different things. We connected with the that message, that goal of International Women's Month. And the because as seniors, we have a curve from what did we experience as a bias to what have people done about it? So today, one of the other groups with us that's going to talk about what they've done about a bias is Quirky. I will have Chris. Chris Marcy is one of our ongoing from the first 2019 podcast uh, series for Power by Age up to now. She's regularly on, but she also belongs to Quirky and was among the people who, as had- organization said yes we want to be part of this uh changing things to make create an age-friendly city so chris would you like to introduce quirky and what you're going to be doing
2: sure thanks charlotte and uh, like everybody else i want to say congratulations on this milestone of reaching a hundred podcasts that's actually quite amazing when you when you think about it that uh um led by you and participated by with all of uh, us older older adults um, we've managed to uh, we've managed to achieve so much. So one of the things that um, that's been really helpful and important for me is that as a member of Quirky, it's given us the opportunity to share and to be part of conversations and discussions. Bringing our perspective from the lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual community, and and so it's we're we're a group of um, older adults that write and that do imaging, uh, and our writing and our imaging is part of what we think of as activism. That we through our writing and our and our illustrations. What we do is actually bring our lives and our experiences and the things that many of us have done over the years to bring about change in our community, to make Vancouver more friendly, but also to uh, make Canada um, certainly more open to members of our community. So over the time, we've published a number of books. We have three zines and we're working on a fourth one. Uh, one on racism, one on queering Covid, uh, one on tales for the holidays. and so and and also there's spins that gives us the opportunity to uh, record some of our writings. And so it's been a very important um, it's been a very important platform for us to be able to to share not only our writings but also conversations with, um, with other folks in the in the in the community, and for me, it's been a great pleasure to be part of this. So, um, on behalf of Quirky, thanks for this initiative, Charlotte. Um, you've given us a chance to make our voices heard uh, in a larger from in a larger platform. So, thanks very much. So, we have a few uh, folks here who are members of Quirky who are prepared to read. Uh, some of the things that they've written. So I'm not sure if you want us to go ahead with that right now, Charlotte? Yes. Or... Okay, so let's hear from some of the members of, of Corky. So I'm going to, I'm just gonna ask in in, a diff- in various orders, I, I'm gonna invite um, Cyndia, Cyndia Cole, who's a member of Quirky, to go ahead and and share with us something that she has written. Oh, thank you very much, Chris. Uh, Thank you,
1: Charlotte, and everybody involved in uh, Powered by Age. I've been able to come a few times uh, throughout the pandemic, and it's been really great. And I must say that being uh, part of Quirky every week has uh, literally kept me sane and connected throughout this long pandemic. Uh, Another thing that I do is I hand-make cards. I make them from recycled materials. Uh, People donate calendars, old calendars, and other materials to me, and I turn them into cards. I've made about 80 cards at a time for community seniors to send out in packages uh, for people over various different holidays. And I send them also to, you know, all my friends and acquaintances. I, I really love doing this work, but... Throughout the time, I've kind of kept it separate from my quirky work, thinking, well, that's just craft. That's not art. Um, But we've had some conversations recently with others in quirky who also make cards uh, in different ways, often using photographs. And we determined that our cards are art. So I decided to put that into words. And I wrote this poem, which is called Card Art. My card art is from the heart to do my part like a dart through snail mail, slow and smart, caring, sharing, marrying the beautiful and old for those lonely and in the cold. Words that are warm, a shield against the harm of scrolling feeds and trolling seeds like toxic weeds. Instead, a garden that grows and grows with rows and rows of flowers and bowers of praise, showing that we can raise from hell and hunger and greed to a kind and generous creed. Be spirits that merit best deeds. Each card is a kiss sweet on the cheek that can't miss to lighten and brighten those fighting a pandemic of isolation, violence, and desolation. Not far away, but right here, close by here today. Art cards are old calendars, paper, and tape, not a superhero in a cape. And yet each has power to replace the glower with smiles across miles, piles made from old files, some glimmer, some shimmer, for her or for him or them who won't be dimmer. It's done. One by one, for my pleasure, shows that I treasure you and you and you and you too. My card from my heart is my part, just a start to rise above with love, to show that hope is dope, and to make peace that won't cease. Wow. Thank you. It's
0: so beautiful. I have one of
1: those cards
0: from you on my back wall. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank, thanks so much, Cynthia. Um, that was a piece that uh, Cynthia brought to us last week. And uh, well, no, this week in our sharing. So uh, I'm, I'm now going to ask Val, who's been with Quirky for many, many years, to share some of her work.
5: One of the original ones. (laughs) So, okay, Um, I'm going to be reading a, a couple of pieces sort of cobbled together from this book, Together We Stand, which is our latest book, which was out in 2019. So I'll just start. Quirky is and always has been an imaging and writing group, but we are also, most of us, a band of activists whose experiences span many decades in many different places. We've marched, we've chanted, we've volunteered, worked with AIDS patients, outcasts to the rest of the world, worked on Pride, organized conferences, or spent time being rape crisis counselors. We're feminists, out loud lesbians, and gay and trans organizers, living in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and even 90s as a queer, meant fighting for the same rights Straits have enjoyed all along. Fighting in the streets, in the courts, in schools and universities, at work, and on the ballot for the right to be who we are and to be safe being who we are. We're still fighters and standing together. We won't give that up. And now we're also dealing with our own aging too, and death of friends and family chosen or blood. Here's a poem about that, written three years ago. It's called Aging Out. The first of us to die, the least expected. Patty went five years ago, typically quietly, without fuss, some lingering regrets, but time to know with growing joy amidst the sadness that she was loved, absolutely, an unexpected gift in dying. She left a lasting hole in my life, but the ranks closed, and Quirky moved on through four more deaths, two Robin and Bridget, long, slow disappearances, with all the pain that brings for them and those who love them, two more Frank, gone east to die, and Bill with us, ever frailer until his death, and still we move on, a smaller group, Aware now that this attrition is to be expected as people get older, more infirm. Some leave, but others join. We grow again. It's a changing creation. We're elders with the accumulated wisdom of queer aging. We are dying, as everyone is, but we know it now. Still alive and kicking in the meantime. Time is precious. There's work to be done, battles to win and stories to tell, there's strength in that.
2: Very powerful. That that certainly sums up um, a lot of our experiences in the, I think the 16 years that we've been working together and the people who have participated, the people that we've lost and the people that are still here and the new people that have joined So I'm going to ask Ellen if she would share next. This
6: is uh, another piece out of Together We Stand. It's called You Have Struck a Rock. You have struck a rock. We will fight back. We are seniors and we've seen the likes of you before. We will fight back. We are the rock that is there beneath the surface. We are the mountain that is full of memories of resistance, hell, terror, fear, rage. We are a mountain full of joy, experience, camaraderie, and passion. You have struck a rock. The mountain has begun to move. We are shaking off our contentment, our patience, and the joy in the lives we have built. You will see us rise up. There are millions of us. We have no fear. We have nothing left but to fight. You see, we are 2s LGBTQIA+ seniors. Spell that out. We're lesbians who have emerged out of the women's liberation movement. We're gay men who have emerged out of the AIDS movement. We are the trans creating new movements. We are queers who have come out of the black, Latino, Asian movements. We are the two-spirit who have been honored by indigenous cultures around the world for thousands of years. We are queers who are silenced for lifetimes, beaten up, tortured, incarcerated, and murdered. We are everywhere. We are the ones who created the laws that you are tearing up. We are the ones whose lives are at stake. We know that life never goes in a straight line, but in a queer day, it goes forever. We are angry. We remember the past. Our time is short. We're coming out of our homes to join the millions of others whose lives you think you can destroy. Together, we are
2: rising up. Thanks, Ellen. That certainly uh, sums up a lot of what we've done over the many years, and um, also, I'm sure that a lot of other people who who are participating in this podcast and who, uh, who who listen to the podcast have also been parts of these movements. And so it's really important that all of us join together if we are about if we are uh, going to make changes in in the society and in the world in which we live. And these days that is pretty critical. So we've, in our lifetime, we have experienced uh, and we have done, and we have made a lot of changes as as uh, Ellen's piece has said. And so we have lots to share and lots to be a part of with other with so many others uh, in our communities. Um, and finally, uh, Pat Hogan who's been with Corky from the beginning as well, and uh, who's uh, been very active in our community over the many, 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 many years. Go ahead, Pat.
7: That many, many years is because I'm old. And uh, <laughs> uh, yes, and so this is just a bit of a personal journey, part of my life in Canada. I came, came to Canada from the United States in 69. And um yeah, and it's just 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 a personal journey about some of my life as a feminist, as a lesbian, um, an activist, and uh, so I have called. And this is a much longer piece I found out than I'm going to read. I'm just reading part of it, and I called it "Blame It on the Women." Women spelled W-I-M-M-I-N. It was that dame. It was that damn feminism that did it. I'm sure of it. If I hadn't gone to the Okanagan on my way to. I don't know where, with two kids in tow, escaping an abusive relationship, I'd still be a hippie chick rather than the hardcore dyke I am today. That's the way it happened. Living out of a van, finding a home, enrolling the kids in school, finding the Vernon Women's Center, and forging onward. The rest unfolded in time. I wasn't totally in the dark about feminism. I was involved with alternative and feminist activities in Vancouver prior to my arriving in the Okanagan, collective daycares, food buying collectives, collective households, and so on. But this was different. It was the mid seventies. The decade of women was in full gear. The Vernon Women's Center was lobbying their conservative MLA for abortion rights, equal pay for women, and many other rights. The BC Federation of Women, also known as the BCFW, was a radical, action-oriented feminist group. It was a decentralized, province-wide organization composed of women's groups throughout BC who met regularly, rotating meetings from one end of the province to the other. Securing government grant money, while modest, helped with room rentals, childcare, and transportation. We stretched those dollars and created an amazingly firm feminist foundation. The time was right to start a revolution. We wanted change and we wanted it now. I arrived just in time for BCFW's annual meeting hosted by the Vernon Women's Center. It didn't take long when suddenly I was the North Okanagan rep to the BCFW. I was excited about being one of them, strategizing and organizing to make positive changes to women's lives. I was in awe of the fervor and passion that I witnessed in these women. At our first BCFW meeting at the AGM, after introductions, a woman stood up and in a strident, forceful voice announced, we need a lesbian caucus in BCFW. A lesbian caucus, why? I naively wondered. Aren't we all working for the same things? One thing about the BCFW, the members were much more left of center than the women who ran the Women's Center, both in appearance and in their politics. I looked around the room packed with women, mostly in the 30 to 50 age range, Birkenstocks, jeans, long hair, short hair, all sizes. Then I saw two women kissing. Oh my God, lesbians, how do I act in front of them? Will they think I'm uncool because I'm straight? Even then, I felt like they had a secret club and I wanted to know more, but afraid I'd be the outsider. It's not that I didn't know lesbians. Many of us recent U.S. expats and Canadians alike were back to the land types and hung out together. The lesbian land communities and hippie communes often existed side by side. Many women started out in hetero or mixed communes and as they came out, gradually formed their own lesbian communes and communal households. Hippies and Dykes. We lived in our respective communities, moving out of urban centers to BC's interior, finding other like-minded people, broken down cabins and fixing them up. We were also sneaking draft dodgers from the Vietnam War and their families across the border in the middle of the night to find a new life in Canada. Some of the dykes lived in Vancouver, their small apartments a refuge for the herds hitching in and out of Vancouver on a weekly basis, a motley gang of long-haired women and men, long skirts, no underwear, women with women, dykes and straights and kids. We made our way down to Famous Foods on East Hastings to pick up our 50-pound bag of brown rice and another 50-pound bag of oatmeal, soy sauce, odds and ends at a stop at the anchor end for a beer. Hey, Pat. We're going down to the Vanport tonight. Want to come? I was asked on one of these trips into, into Vancouver. I didn't even know what the Vanport was, but if the women were going, so was I. New country, new friends, new lifestyle. There was so much to learn. The Vanport was a notorious and grungy bar on Main Street near Chinatown in Vancouver, usually with a mix of sailors fresh off the ship looking to pick up women. Many a fight broke out when a guy tried to pick up a lesbian, unbeknownst to them. The guys didn't have a fighting chance with some pretty tough woman knocking the wind out of them. All this was before I moved to the Okanagan. My life changed radically with that move. The lesbians in the BCFW were activists and fighters. They were at every march, every rally, speaking out for all women and children. But where, where were their straight sisters when it came to lesbian issues? They weren't there. So I finally got got why there was a need for a lesbian caucus. They needed to discuss, vent, strategize, and make proposals to the larger feminist community in order to be included, respected, listened to. They needed to fight with other feminists for their sexuality choices and lifestyles. The lesbian caucuses created a division with some of the straight feminists. They were being challenged to move from their comfort zone and into foreign territory. Lesbian was not a comfortable word, nor was it comfortable being around lesbians when they talked their lesbian talk, showed affection toward their partner, or flirted with straight women. Straight feminists were having to examine their own phobias. It wasn't easy and didn't happen quickly, but in time the entire women's movement started to change. They had to take a look at their structure, mostly white middle-class women, their values and their resistance to change. Finally, racism started to be addressed in the feminist community, but that was later. Young women today who use feminists to describe themselves, whether they identify as queer, lesbian, bi, trans or straight, are a different breed. They've inherited the history of these struggles and their freedom to be who they want to be
0: who said seniors don't have much to say about anything?
2: <laughs> and I, I just want to say that today is the last day of March, which uh, is the month um, that's dedicated to, to women. Uh, we only get one month out of the year, but we're not going to stay quiet and we're certain, given given everything that Pat read, um, Pat talked about, and plus other things as well, um, and the women's movement uh, has is is alive and well, and is much more encompassing uh, of of all of us. So as older as older women, we still have lots to contribute, and working with our uh, with our other brothers and trans folks, um, we are we are still working to bring about that change. So, thanks thanks to all of those who who have read, and thanks to uh, Charlotte for providing this opportunity for us. And this congratulations on this uh, 100th anniversary session. Thanks, Charlotte, and everybody. Thank you so
0: much for sharing. And for some of the points that you have made, Quirky has lent its strength to other groups working on issues like the co-op housing and helping people to understand how to register for things. So I think that's one of the great outcomes of the podcast. People have different organizations that they belong to or different passions, but just coming together to lend the strengths uh someone has said all of us baby boomers have to lace up our shoes and get back out there because there's a system that's changing everything and people are saying, what can we do? Well, we we are people who've been on the lines, who you know, protested, who wrote letters, who went to congressmen's office, congressmen and women's offices, uh, the weeks that a piece of legislation was supposed to go forth and sat there and asked them or encountered them. So I think I welcome the ways that you've explained the things, uh, encouraged people. Where can they buy
1: the books that um, Quirky has produced. Our book, uh, Together We Stand, is available as an ebook, and also um, you can buy it through a, a publisher. Uh, I'm sorry, you can buy it through our publisher, Lulu. Okay, we are going to, um, we have one other person
0: that was a historical member of this group. And that's Joel Flynn. And Joel is doing a recording session and he's here with us. Uh, Joel's, uh, Maryam Miriam how old were we? Well, in 2019, there was a writing class and um, Leslie Raymond, the director, was delving into this transfer of technology. And she asked the writing class if they could experiment with doing uh, a podcast. And Joel, uh, the, the building where 411 Center currently resides, uh, there was a, a, a room a business down there called podstream and so joe got involved in the conversation of saying let's see what we could do if people could just come in to podstream and they could record something so the first and original way that it was done you know now here we are all in one meeting room but initially there were meeting rooms upstairs and small groups would talk about that they would like to make a presentation about. And then they would go down into Podstream and uh, Joel and Luke would help them practice and record what was going to be an episode. So the first uh, 345 minutes of uh, our podcast were done in Podstream with Joel recording people. So now Joel is doing a PhD and he is working on... Uh, furthering ways that we can use the digital divide, further ways of communication, and he's also singing and recording. So he's going to share one of his recordings with us and, you know, maybe make a comment about how he felt about that initial start of us down in the pod Stream room.
8: Hi, everyone, and a happy 100th episode. Yeah, uh, it was a pretty interesting, serendipitous kind of pieces fitting into place thing where we needed space and the storage room was available and we have these uh, sound pods that we needed to set up and, and uh, ended up working with that room and doing some organizational aspects of, of all the things that uh, the thrift store had and other supplies that were down in the same sort of space. So it had different angles to it, not just the recording and the podcast work, but actually how do you, uh, how do you manage things? How do you manage objects, whether they're, real physical objects and boxes and and containers or whether they're podcasts and the the various digital objects that we're working with so uh luke and i have had a had a great time working with this directly at the facility but also during the pandemic when things went remote uh i was over on vancouver island out of the studio completely so connecting that way and singing some some things during the, the Christmas holiday. That was fun. And then I did that again on this Christmas holiday. And, uh, an idea that kind of came out of that was this thing called three for madness that I was thinking about. It's doing three songs on, uh, and on, a, on an episode here or there, uh, whether that's requested or whether it fits a theme. And I was going to do one of those three song things for St. Patrick's day, but we didn't kind of coordinate that. And, uh, uh, we'll do that another time, but Neil had suggested a song uh, for that uh, Irish theme, a Van Morrison song, so I'd like to do that Van Morrison song for y'all today. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorites. It reminds me of my dad in Campbell River when he was alive fishing on his fish boat uh, out on the water, and uh, this is called Into the Mystic. If I, you will indulge me to sing Into the Mystic for y'all today, I would be pleasure to do so yes so let's see how this works So younger than the sun.
9: Everybody
8: boat was one, and then we sailed into the mystic. Hark! Now he hear the sailors cry. Smell the sea and feel the sky and spirit fly into the misty when the fog on Cindy, we will know
0: working on moving to music so we should have been up and shake rattling and rolling to that that was great thank you Joel
8: well there's more of that where that came from um I have to get back to the recording session but I will love to join you guys another time when I can do some more songs if you'd like and congrats again on uh, 100 episodes it's been a pleasure being a part of it thank you for being with us in the beginning and continuing at our 100th see you later
0: We have uh, another group, musical group, that presented. Couldn't be here today, but it's part of the ukulele program at the Four One One Center. And Jesse is going to screen share something special that they sent for us.
10: Hi, I'm Jane Belanger, and this is Judy Heinz. Uh, we frequently, frequently volunteer at Four One One Senior Center. Our first encounter with uh, the uh, podcast was when it was first being taught through by the writing teacher of the time and where Charlotte was also a student. But Charlotte's taken it over since then and done a bang up job. She invited us uh, the first Christmas to come and sing and strum a few Christmas songs which we did. It was great fun. And now she's invited us to participate in the very special 100th podcast and thank you Charlotte for that. 411 exists to support all aspects of seniors' well-being. Judy and I, as volunteers, have led some programs. Uh, I've mainly focused on ukulele, and Judy's led a variety of arts and crafts, which she'll speak to now.
11: Okay, I must say, Jane's helped me with all of this. Um, we've we've concentrated on two different crafts. The first one was making uh, ornaments. Uh, obviously, it was around Christmas time, out of felt. And uh, so there's an array of creativity here. And everyone really had a a great time doing that. A lot of social interaction happening. And another craft that we did was um, making um, window catchers or sun catchers. So just imagine this hanging on a window. And it's very transparent here. So they're quite beautiful. And um, that also was a lot of fun. Both, Both of those crafts worked on fine motor skills and creativity and just having a great social, good time together. And one of the other things that I've done a few times, taught a few times at 411 is um, Zentangle, which is a process of drawing repetitive patterns, which are called tangles. Then we fill in the blank spots, blank areas, and then in a short time, you have a beautiful piece of art. There are no mistakes. You don't need to have any artistic ability. If you can hold a pencil or a pen, you're good to go. And you can do it on any kind of surface, fabric, wood, metal, baseball cap. And uh, there are many benefits, I'll just name a few. Um, Calming, increasing your focus and attention, working on fine motor skills, increasing your memory, which I'm doing all the time, and just great pride in finishing, doing something that you thought you'd never done before. You don't need money to get, uh, spend a lot of money to get started. And even though it's a very quiet activity, it is also social. Anyway, I hope to see everyone at 411 the next time we offer Zentangle. And so I'll pass it over to Jane now.
10: Okay, we're gonna talk about the ukulele. 411 has wholeheartedly supported um, the expansion of the program, ukulele program. Um, we offer introductory lessons and then over the, uh, the COVID time, we've been restricted in meeting uh, weekly for our sing, sing and strum. So we've conducted uh, those meetings at um, for, uh, 411 when the health code allowed or at Olympic Village. Uh, occasionally we performed at Christmas or one of the events at 411. Uh, we're going to play for you a little sample of a song that is probably the number one of our um, hit parade (laughs) (laughs) okay you just play a little chorus here okay see if you recognize this song right Mm -hmm. you are my son You can play lots of familiar songs. You can play um, the songs that you're interested in. It just requires a few basic fundamentals. Another value in the ukulele is it's easy to learn. It's inexpensive. You can see it's quite small, easy to carry around. It's, um, it helps to delay. Learning music helps to delay or avoid cognitive decline. You uh, work your fine motor skills, and that's especially important if you have arthritis. And builds your confidence uh, in learning new skills. Many people think that that's totally inaccessible. Uh, but most of all, it's joyful. So as you can see, we have a good time even just singing a chorus. Uh, what I'd like to say now and to, uh, share with you is that we are um, going to resume, I think, craft, crafts, arts and crafts programming and ukulele lessons in the new building when it opens in the fall. And the other bit of uh, breaking news I'd like to share with you is I'm writing a book or editing a book of your words about what it is to become a senior. And uh, what's important I think about that is that you've successfully navigated this road and has brought you to these senior years. And I think that's worth sharing with the general public, with government officials, about the quality of our lives. And I think think at this time, it's really important. If you're interested in participating or you want to be interviewed or you just want to ask questions, contact me, Jane, 604-733-2640. And I'd be happy to talk to you. At any rate, thank you for your time and congratulations, Charlotte. Fantastic. Well,
0: I'm thankful for Jean and Jane for producing that. It was another, Technology skill. They had. They said, "We, well, how are we going to make this?" And I said, "You know, everybody that has Zoom, whatever way that you have Zoom, you can record. It's one of the ways that some of our uh, people have done this, the, these the spins that you hear on our website. People record stories, poems, interviews, and novelties. So, uh, without further much more discussion." We're going to invite another person who has produced a poem almost every week of our podcast. And that is Neil Ryan,
12: our prolific poet. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Charlotte, for the introduction. I wish it were true that every week of The 100, but I don't, uh, I, I've had, I've, I, I've written lots. And I have one today called, I Am the Heart. I am the heart, the muscle that circulates the oxygen and nutrients the body needs. I carry cells that weed out and remove most of the things we don't want. This is how I support the body's health, as any fool can tell. But deeper still, I am the source of healing compassion, longing to love. I am the center of all emotions from great joy to profound sadness. Still, I am at my happiest and my healthiest. When I express the love that I hold, I am the lungs. I supply the heart with oxygen that it will provide the body from the moment we are born until our very last breath, I am the reservoir. The source of energy needed to give life to this body. I am one half of the fire that warms this body supporting the body's health. I enable a voice to let others be aware of exactly what is true for us. I give the voice the ability to fully express our thoughts and feelings to others from a yell to a whisper. From tough to tender, from sobs to laughter, the emotions in my words, soft or hard, are the vibrations that we create the world. I am the intestines, along with the stomach and several other viscera. It is true that you are what you eat as we extract the fuel from the prisons that you consume. Since primordial times, we have practiced knowing the truth in any vista. Trust us. We are your intuition and always ready to give up the information that leads to the correct choice in any lay. We are the center of inspiration, continually offering creative thoughts that are oft beyond the common thought. We are the player who writes the play. We are the kidneys and the liver. We are the street sweepers of the body. We winnow out and remove the ashy residues left by generation and regeneration of the body. We are the balance keepers of the life force of yin and yang. This life-giving energy resides in us as constant as the sun. We are the backbone, the courage, and provide the fierceness whenever it is needed. We process the bitterness of disease, emotions, anger, fear, guilt, and worry that greatly impact the quality of our physical and emotional health. All of life's experience that lead us to tears are held and cleansed by us. I am the mind. I am the informational center of this existence, always in process. I multitask, working below awareness to keep all systems running. I search for knowledge and feel positive when I learn and expand my world. Although the body may appear to sleep, I am always on to beyond what's going on. I am here, and then there are the dark energies of anger, fear, and greed. These are not intended to injure. they arrive as I seek to save myself from harm. I work hard not to notice the truth that this life is only temporary. I work hard to ignore the fact that in this groundless world, there is no safe place to be. I am the hypothalamus. I am the leader of the endocrine system. I reside as part of the mind. I instruct and support all of the glands of the body, the pituitary, the thymus and others, regulating body temperature, appetite, digestion, circulation and sleep. I process all emotions, informing the body how to react according to what it is that I am feeling. I can express or I can bury any and all feelings. If the feelings are overwhelming, I can hide them until a time when they can be processed. But that energy sits here waiting, waiting, and if not eventually processed, I will ask the body to process it. That's called stress and stress will eventually lead to dis-ease. That is the law of the body. I am the body. I am the collection of all component parts that make up this body. I am the collection of bones, muscles, organs, glands, blood. I am emotions. Emotions that take me to the heights of heights and to the depths of despair. Emotions that are my source of information about me. I am the center of the universe, my universe, the universe that reflects me. I am the sum total of all my experience, all of my thoughts, all of my emotions, and all of my beliefs. I am the cause of my pain and the source of my joy. I am all that I am, and only I know the truth for me. I am the DNA. I am the blueprint from which this magnificent structure of the body is made. I am not, as some have thought, cast in stone with a set of predetermined fates. Quite the opposite is true i am pure potential i am a world of possibilities continually created by thoughts of experiences however big and however small i offer up a tabula rasa the blank slate from which a unique being is created i am unique in all the world there are none others like me or you Everyone, a precious contributor to the sum of the universe, praise your uniqueness and honor yourself by loving yourself. End of poem.
0: Wow, Neil, that was a lesson in anatomy, physiology, (laughs) psychology, (laughs) and philosophy in a poem. Thank you so much.
5: I thought, Daniel, you would have ended with a mind, but you went all the way to DNA.
13: <laughs> and all of a sudden, I thought of my anatomy lab.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> we uh, I, There's some names beyond the screen where people are on by phone, but we can't see them. um I'll tell you a little bit of the difference between the radio program and the podcast. The radio station... Jesse, the station gives us one hour for the Speak Up, Listen Up, Act Upon show. And that's the show that's going to host uh, a recording from this podcast today. Now, our pod program, we have an unlimited space. It gets posted onto our website by Monday or so. With radio, we can instantly, like tomorrow, have it available. It takes a little bit more to get it onto the platform, but by Monday, you'll be able to hear it. And so whatever the length is. So if there's something you don't hear tomorrow, When you go to cjsf.ca at 10 a.m. to hear this recording, you will be able to hear it on our website and all the other places that our podcast is heard. So I'm going to continue on with some of the people that have, uh, Wilda Kier is maybe out in the desert of California. She is on and is going to give a greeting from her program, uh, Health and Wellness Influencers.
11: Hi. I didn't know I was speaking today, but I just came because I love this place and this room, and I have a big smile on my face, and I just want to thank everyone for, I'm still in his poem, I can't believe it. It's just like she said, you went everywhere with it, and um, and the music and the 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 gentleman saying, and I didn't even expect that. And that was so beautiful and everyone's beautiful words. And so that's what I feel when I say health and wellness, it is like speaking your truth through your gift and speaking your truth through your gifts. And thank you so much, Sister C for allowing me to be here. And thank you all, thank you so much.
0: And thank you for being our guest. Uh, Walter was one of our guests when we were talking about breaking the bias against entrepreneurs. So um, I'm going to go on with, oh, Yoshimi was also one of our guests in the special programs we had this month. And it was when we were talking about breaking the bias against holistic health practitioners. Yoshimi, do you want to say hello?
13: Yes, thank you so much for singling me out today. I I'm trying th- I've been given the opportunity gifted by you Charlotte to, to be um, asked last week to be on and uh, so um, now that I know what um, how to maneuver and what to say and not to say and how much time I have and um, and, and to be able to speak well and clearly. Uh, it's all learning, a, a wonderful adventure. So, thank you. I enjoyed sharing my poem. Um, yeah, just about uh, trying to break the barriers uh, of um, of doing body work. And that was what my my uh, my poem was about, and about um, and it can be uh, it can be using my massage techniques and all of the all of the psychological emotional um, things that can be released by the laying on of hands and and the and really letting the body speak and reveal what it needs and through healing touch and thoughts and the combination of the mind, the trust in our hands and our our intuition, when can can um, connect very deeply with 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 someone, and um, so it can be used for physical, emotional, mental, um, spiritual, um, forgiveness, uh, to find peace and joy in our innate wisdom. So that's kind of what I, what my intention was.
0: Yes, yeah, so thank you for sharing that. With several people within um, Pat talking about her art, Cindy uh, sending people uh, her loving art. We talked about having one of these experimental shows that we're going to do during May, uh, like a health fair, a virtual show, so that people who do things, if we're in a place where we have a table, the people that are physically there can demonstrate stuff, but then uh, those that are, that are conducted by Zoom. So we look forward to some of the health, healing touch practices that you do, uh, Neil does, Wilda does, I do. We, we're going to have a show where we bring a kaleidoscope with that. We talked about how people, some of the people who've been regular podcasters have invited other people, Dr. Ramona, uh, invited about 10 people. You know, people said, there's a poem. Someone wrote, don't tell me a secret because I'll tell everybody. Dr. Ramona, uh, welcome. You can introduce yourself. And I see there are about four people that you have connected to our podcast.
14: Thank you, Charlotte. So I'm Dr. Ramona, a retired professor, Mumbai University. And after moving to... Vancouver from Mississauga a year and a half ago I was very fortunate to quickly find power by H podcast and join and and um, and found it very interesting uh, under the the able guidance of uh, Charlotte Perel, who has come up with these very interesting topics which we have been discussing her guests, a variety of subjects, music, particularly. Um, You've heard some amazing music today. And I want to congratulate Charlotte and everyone who has participated in this incredible accomplishment of 100 podcasts. And I'm very thankful to my friends from Mississauga. Today, Charlotte, we have with us Juliet Ribello. She is... uh, um, our, our leader of our Active Goan adults from our Active Adult Center in Mississauga, along with Delsa. And so happy to have them also see their faces together. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. And Delsa, Delsa introduced a poet. Say here, And Delsa did a meditation with us, something that we're going to be incorporating uh, frequently. Uh, mm-hmm. Say hello to, with us to us, <laughs> Delsa.
13: You remember? Uh, yeah, I'm Delsa. I'm uh, here in Mississauga. Um, I'm a yoga teacher and I'm into meditation. And lately, because of uh, land season, I'm Catholic, I am into Bible studies.
0: Yes. And you wrote a beautiful poem. I think when we we doing uh, one month, I don't I can't even I remember which been. month it was. You remember. <laughs> oh, it was yes, we were celebrating Canada Day, celebrating the yeah. culture and uh I've had a workshop for people to write a poem and she said, "Oh, I've never wrote a poem." And she said those beautiful 50 to 60 line poem <laughs> uh encouraging Delta as well as others that you've heard have taken advantage of a time slot that Jesse has, makes available periodically where people can read. If you want to know what spins, you've heard the word spins a few times. Um, spins are stories, poems, interviews, and novelties that you record, and it goes into the easy listening section of our uh, part of our website, poweredbyage.com. It has been a publishing site where you don't have to pay, you know, a lot of things, if you want to have your poem on it, you have to pay $10 a poem or you have to pay a large amount of money for a publicist to get your things on it. Well, our site has got uh, a number of of things that people who participate have recorded and we're encouraging people to do more. We also, one of the goals of our podcast was to create the largest reservoir of interviews of older people done by older people. So, uh, Leslie Hubert, who's a kind of a historian, Leslie has recorded a spin. Leslie, I'll let you introduce yourself and tell us one of the things that you think about the uh, the spins.
9: Okay. Um, yeah, I'm Leslie Hubert, and I've been involved with the podcast for I think uh, not quite since the beginning, but uh, over a year and a half at least and I really appreciate the creativity of these sessions. Uh, there's so many creative people that have been involved and it's um, it's so inspiring and uh, it's, um, you know, it's, it's interesting, it's fascinating. Um, I just love these sessions. Um, I myself have contributed a few things in the past, some poems and some short stories some travel, bit of travel writing and uh, I've also enjoyed taking part in the discussions about issues that uh, that we face as we age as well. Um, So I find that very, um, you know, it keeps the brain active, shall we say? You know, you you have to stay involved in things, right? So, yes, so I've uh, appreciated these podcasts in many, many ways. And
0: Leslie has used, we had an exercise where someone else from the radio station, uh, Robin Erickson, and she had people do a technique that's used by, you know, radio host, which was to read something as fast as possible, read it as slow as possible, and then read it again. And Leslie took us on an adventure that of a travelogue that she's, not a travelogue, a memoir that she's developing, where we were in a bar in Japan and just the range of sounds and voices that she brought for us made it really exciting. So there are all of these opportunities and ways for you to get involved, to have your voice recorded. The interviews um, we are working with, we have a couple of people within our group um, who are working with the library system to connect this reservoir that we have with reservoirs of collections that some libraries have of people in their area. So if you haven't done so today, you've got two more months (laughs) to record something. We don't know what's going to happen at the end of two months. We are writing funding grants. We are telling and sharing what we do. We're looking for sponsors. So if you are a company that sponsors would like to sponsor this type of spontaneous, brilliant creativity, you could contact me at Pba at gmail.com okay I'm going to go on to um, someone else who did not get a chance to introduce herself Juliet
15: I'm Juliet Uh I was a former uh, chairperson of the uh, oh, uh, active going Adults in Mississauga. that's where Ramona you know, Ramona came to our little a little group of uh, of going and going are um, a group of people who come from uh, a part of India called Goa. And um, so she, was, she joined us and um, got to know Ramona. And uh, unfortunately, uh, with the pandemic, things shut down, and um, a lot of people were afraid of coming back to uh, groups and uh, uh, community centers. And um, we had to fold our little group, and so it's no longer in existence. but I still keep in touch with the center'm I'm, uh, I'm there. I was on their board of directors for about six years. Um, I'm considered a volunteer because i've got, I've done a lot of things for them as such and um And that's basically, you know, right now, I'm just kind of helping them out here and there wherever they need uh, help. Uh, It's a very active uh, uh, center with uh, a lot of uh, vibrant people who teach dance, who teach music, the ukulele, who teach, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, story writing and, and stuff like that. I guess I guess that's all really I, I would say at this point. I mean, I wasn't prepared to speak or anything like that. I, I didn't know uh, what was happening, and as I said, I'm, I'm using this, uh, I'm using my tablet as well as my phone for the audio. My tablet somehow the other, I can't get the audio on that to go. But anyway, I, I was able to get everything on, uh, you know, catch everything. But I was just typing out a message to say that I do have to leave. Uh, I don't know how long this podcast is on for, but um, yes, I do have, uh, um, I'm also a caregiver at this stage, so I have, uh, you know, certain, as as anybody who's a caregiver knows that, you know, time is of of the essence there, and... uh,
0: well, we're glad yeah, so. you shared your time with us, and then I was happy that uh, you were able to talk about the experience of using a phone with a notebook. Because we, there was a company that gave lots of seniors a notebook, and they did have problems with it. So just seeing how you did that, maybe one time you can do a little talk <laughs> on how you <laughs> marry the phone to the notebook to be able to make your presentation. So thank you so much.
15: Thank you very much. Bye bye. Okay.
0: Bye bye. Is there anyone else that has a, that is here that hasn't had an opportunity to introduce himself? I see that there's a lot of names down there, but you know I don't see the people. But I'm happy that you joined us today. I won't sing. I'm always tempted to sing. The more we get together, so I'll just say, <laughs> the more we get together, the happier we'll be. I thank all of you for coming and uh, taking part in this hundredth year, <laughs> the 100th episode. And the writing prompt we had for uh, next week is when I get to be a 100 aisle dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Thank you, Neil. Um, we are going to be uh, doing special things, different things Doing April, which is Poetry Month. We might have two special guests who are performing this evening at the Museum of Anthropology, but I welcome you to uh, take Jesse's offer of taking a time emailing him a time or that you're interested in recording any of the things that you've shared. Uh, even though you shared them as as a group, there can be an individual space where most people a lot of people have got three things in their their space and you would uh, we need you to also write a, a paragraph bio and send it to me when you've done a spin so that that gets put on our website too. So. Thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Tomorrow, you can, at 10 o'clock, turn on CJSF.ca. If you have an actual radio in the Vancouver area, it's 90.1 FM. But on digital devices, it is the CJSF.ca streaming. So you can tell your friends. You can hear you. Hear what you do uh, by t- tuning in tomorrow morning. And then a few days later, it takes a little bit longer to get the program edited and put into the podcast sites, but Jesse gets those into it and it goes to about eight places. So I uh, look forward to hearing and seeing you again. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, everyone. Thank
13: you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Everyone. Thank you for coming, Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye, bye, bye Jesse.
4: Bye. Bye. bye everyone.
13: Thank you Charlotte. Bye bye. Thank you Jesse. Thank you, you. Jesse. Thank you. We miss you more <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> the <laughs> classic animal.